0: Play the fucking intro.
1: This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us. This is Eric's best of 2022 EPs we're splitting into give you two bonus episodes Eric's gonna talk a whole bunch about the stuff that he liked best of 2022 little behind but better than we were last year
0: yeah yeah last year we were uh it was about well into April that I managed that whole uh that whole list but oh boy was I going through a lot of shit back then (laughs) uh and uh today well today I'm pretty much in the middle of a rather busy busy week and we're almost done almost done and uh, this is also part of the reason why it was so busy but it's a good type of busy right because I get to talk about my favorite EPs that were released last year I got a list of 12 EPs I couldn't help myself but (laughs) don't worry the LPs are at a solid 10 solid 10 and yeah people just uh, released a lot of great uh, EPs Uh, five of which in this list were released by local bands oh awesome yep so, uh, yeah, I'm not going to waste any more time. One of the local bands that released a fucking stellar EP last year was the band Portraits. Portraits, they are one of the newest bands in uh, Salt Lake City hardcore. And they got, such a, they got such a great sound to them, like a late 90s, uh, really chaotic, crazy, crazy sound to it. And, yeah, their EP that they released last year was Amnesia. I don't know exactly when it was. I think it was, uh, yeah, October of last year. And I did not know about that. It wasn't until I saw them live. I asked their, I was asking their singer, like, uh, "Hey, when the fuck are you gonna release something?" Oh, we already do. Really? <laughs> I tried looking for you on Bandcamp, but you're not there. Oh, we don't have a Bandcamp. You don't have a Bandcamp, but it's everywhere else. The <laughs> Bandcamp is like stage one, <laughs> right? Okay, it was Jump. Bandcamp Friday yesterday. I got all kinds of stuff. Oh, good on you. <laughs> yeah, good on you supporting the bands yes. um, directly, pretty much. Yes. Anyway, so, so yeah, portraits, like I said, they are relatively new. They formed in uh, 2021, 2022. I mean, but judging on their uh, Instagram, their first post was January of uh, 2022. So, I like to think that they formed maybe tail end of 21, beginning of 22. So, but that's not important right now. <laughs> Fact is, they released an EP, Amnesia, October 2022, and the first single was Fade Away, which was released uh, uh, two months prior, in August. And as I said earlier, they have a late 90s kind of stringy, chaotic and bludgeoning sound similar to the likes of Disembodied, where like the only refrain is haunting guitar passages with equally chilling lyrics. Uh, Like the song Dead Weight, it balances the brutality uh, with more reserved offerings that shift back and forth rather abruptly too. Uh, And the latter portions allow the music to breathe as the guitar and bass hold down the intensity. And I really love that. I love it when the guitars just sort of ring out. And you just hear, yeah. you you know what I mean if you heard it. Um, and then conditional, which uh, I believe is the song that I chose. I was kind of going back and forth on these two. Deadweight it is, is what? the
1: one that yeah, the one that I saw on there.
0: Okay, well regardless, there. That's two of the four songs on this stellar EP. Yeah, so conditional, it knows how to groove, and it knows how to slam, and it keeps in line with the hardcore ramifications uh, before it gives way to a 60-second outro of all these echoing guitar melodies. And yeah, conditional has those melodies bleed into dead weight, so dead weight will start off kind of slow and uh, dreary. Well, the whole thing is dreary. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Case in point, the lyrics in conditional they depict a narrative of breaking off from the perpetrator of a toxic relationship, and like, do what you need to forget about me. (laughs) Yeah, it gets pretty, uh, it gets pretty dark and bleak in there. And by the way, these guys—they're kids. They're still in high school, I believe, and that's probably, that's probably like. By, Jesus, that's probably like when they play live, they're fucking incredible. That's cool. (laughs) They're like, uh, after the show, when I saw them live uh, uh, last month, they had a, or uh, at this point it'd be like two months ago. Anyway, month and a half, we'll we'll split it down the middle. (laughs) They, I told them that they are like the embodiment of what every hardcore band should be. You got great stage presence, you know how to get the crowd wild. Uh, wild you guys are young you guys have got a lot of oomph a lot of spring in your step and a lot of aggression in your fucking lyrics and your voice and uh they were they were like thanks <laughs> 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 yeah, good guys good kids I'm excited for those guys and uh, if you don't believe me let's listen to some of it here's dead weight. Uh, yeah, that's portraits. <laughs> so, among the among the bands that I'm most excited about these uh, uh, these days, at least coming from Salt Lake, it's those guys. Now, you might you might be asking, with everything I've said, why are they at the bottom of my fucking list? Well, for one reason, I discovered them a little too late. You know, I only discovered they had an EP a couple months ago, so. <laughs> And I already had most of my list already set. But also, I feel like this EP does them injustice. If you really want to get a full portraits experience, go and see them live. They are a fucking sight to be seen. So, so yeah, that's a, that's also why the EP's at the bottom. <laughs> hey, I'm going to point out your bottom is
1: 12. That's 12 out of all EPs that you came across in 2022. My list, I probably talked about, you know, albeit briefly just mentioning names, but up to somewhere around 50+. plus. You know what I mean? So 12, making the list pretty good whether you're on the
0: bottom or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty, di- yeah. The fact that you made the list, it should be, uh, yeah, that is credit to your guys' uh, overall overall appearance, overall sound, your, just your whole damn presentation. <laughs> so good on your portraits. Can't wait to see what you have in store. Uh, coming up at number 11, we have Split Image, Torrent of Illusions, some great crossover coming out of uh, Marietta, California. And that's where they came from. That's where they were formed. I, I realize I was very redundant in that speech, but <laughs> regardless, they uh, started up in uh, 2019. They released their first single then, uh, Sulfur Pits, and then they released another single in 2020 called Facades. And they have since released a split with uh, Psychomantist, uh, the aptly titled Psycho Image, in August. And they also released a single called Night Hag pretty recently. Um, <clears throat> now, f- Torrent of Illusion is their first EP, and it packs a strain of West Coast, Bay Area crossover thrash, like heavyweights for those uh, whose malleable aspects are all represented here. Speed, groove, slamming, etc. Uh, songs like Justified Suicide it hangs back and dances around for a bit until halfway through, a bass line le- leads in a tempo increase and the chant, Justified Suicide! justified suicide sets it off, man. <laughs> uh, room with a view starts off uh, slow and daunting, but picks up to a, to a Pantera like groove while Josh sings a first person narrative of being locked in a mental ward. And then you have blank shot. It has some get up and go about it with its, um, uh, with its music and the lyrics uh, uh, being rather dreary. Talking about the feeling of, uh, of complacence that comes as a result of depression so yeah these uh, big crossover giants are uh they got a they got a soft side to them <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and that's why i chose uh oops that's why i chose blank shot that is just a, you know i love it when when bands can just sort of uh bear their souls in a you know in such a in such an open light and just be like hey we're, we're all about partying and thrashing and circle pitting and drinking and uh, what have you but behind closed doors it's sort of a different story so so yeah it's especially it gets especially dark in the lyrics between the blank shot chance uh, toward the end so just listen for those and yeah with that being said let's listen <laughs> those lyrics of uh, having a gun against your head, finger on the trigger, let's do this again. It's like, (laughs) oh God. (laughs) Like I said, it gets, uh, it gets very dark, but also in a, in a way that's sort of, uh, you know, granting yourself the humiliation. You know, that we're not all, uh, we're not made of steel, motherfuckers. uh, (laughs) We're not all a fucking Superman. Uh, And yeah, if we want to go to a bit of a lighter territory, I know I do. Let's talk about the last responders. These guys also are fairly new. They started up in uh, Our Neighbors to the Northwest in Portland. And that was back in 2021. All the way back over a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They play like a 77 style uh, street punk. And as their Facebook would suggest... Like it was meant to be. (laughs) It's like, okay, where are you going with this? Well, their self-titled EP is their only release as of today, and in under 10 minutes, it lives up to that uh, self-proclamation. It's fast, it's rowdy, it's angry, and it gets out what it needs to say in a timely fashion. Their so little songs are barely touching the two-minute mark. (laughs) And their songs are as straightforward as you can get. For example, Dangerous Times, how much of a pain in the ass the time management is, listing off menial tasks and weighing their worth. Time Well Spent is in keeping with the theme about wasting time. (laughs) Baby No is like, Baby No is denying the demands of a needy girlfriend. (laughs) It's like, yeah, bed there. And then closing time is just some bar stool grumblings and instances to keep them coming. Insistences to keep them coming, as it were. <laughs> it's like, I know it's the last call, but I won't another point. <laughs> I know, they're not from they're not from Britain, but fuck, they might as well be. This stuff is reading off like uh uh like late 70s uh UK punk after the after the summer of punk in 77. You know, now it's like okay, we had a fun and now it's like Mm, pissed off (laughs) yeah and speaking of which they have a song title that mirrors that of one of uh, sham 69's albums that's life (laughs) and that's the song that i'm gonna be playing today it's enduring some small it's about enduring small hardships and wrapping around to the choral chant that's life so what (laughs) (laughs) so what also that's another little another little quip there inadvertent i'm sure but so what you know, like the song by anti-nowhere league except this one is not nearly as <laughs> vulgar so <laughs> not about uh sticking your dick down a uh, certain animal's throats um <laughs> regardless uh let's not talk about the old school let's talk about the new school that's life Thing that I got to point out is I love the you know the songs are short, uh, but they have a lot of personality and it's uh yeah full of some fun simple songs and with enough added guitar leads to enhance the flavor. So last responders, good on you. It was a pleasure playing with you last. Uh, I believe it was February or March. Um yeah, the show that my friend uh, Nick booked for uh, Punk Rock Night is like it was us and us and them and Marine Corps. Awesome. Yeah, I like
1: super. Fun. I like this band. They're great.
0: They are great. Another great band. I mean, that's sort of the theme of this episode, right? Yes, is, another one. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of an older one. This, these guys started back in uh, 2005, at least. That's uh, that's what I'm uh, uh, assuming, is as that's when their first EP was released. Um, that's according to the Discogs, and Discogs is pretty damn accurate. Uh, the band I'm talking about is Conflict Resolution, and, yeah, they started in Phoenix back in uh, 05, allegedly. And they released uh, The American Interment in 2009. And then they also uh, released uh, Shit You Never Knew You Wanted in 2022. But we're not going to be talking about that because it is a comp. It's a comp of tracks from their 06, 07 uh, of tracks that they uh, apparently recorded in 2006, 2007. So it's a flurry of old-school hardcore that you can you can skate with. <laughs> And enough thrash riffs to bang your head and enough breakdowns to slam your fist to the ground. Nice. Two. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the the EP that uh, came out last year, the official EP, was Stillborn Year. And, oh, man, oh, man, what a great great example of how modern-day hardcore is in that it's keeping in line with a lot of new school and a lot of old school. And, yeah, who better to do that than a band that started, like, right in the middle of all of it, you know? Well, just uh, uh, just in reference, we are recording this in 2023, and these guys started in 2005, and Hardcore started back in the 80s. So, yeah, <laughs> right in the damn middle. It's <laughs> 20-year <laughs> gaps in between. Uh, so, yeah, there's some there's some great stuff on here, like uh, Mass Genocide. It sprints and quits real quick. It's just under 40 seconds. <laughs> uh no control which i talked about um as this was the song featured on the uh, uh what was that compilation it was the it was the liberty or death records wasn't it yeah i think yeah. so yeah one of the 38 or so songs on there <laughs> <laughs> and this is the one that i chose and it's just blatant stripped down thrash and sill, it's almost three times the length of their average song yeah I meant song, not shong. <laughs> <laughs> Yet it still feels just as urgent. Now the song that I want to talk about is "Citizen Resistance." It goes fast, then slow, and it has an infectious choral chant: Conf, citizen resistance! <laughs> citizen resistance! Citizen resistance!" Yep. And there's some words in between, but I couldn't find the lyrics, and they get—it's so fucking fast, I can barely pick up the enunciation. So, so yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. This is. Citizen resistance. Very fast, very fleeting, and could you pick up any words other than the title? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. Anyway, that's Citizen Resistance. Uh, as far as I know, they're still active. I mean, I at least hope that they are. Uh, maybe if not in the studio, but definitely out on the, on the dance floor or the stage. You know, sometimes, they, sometimes hardcore bands of this caliber, they play on the floor. You know, same level. You see eye-to-eye, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) And if ever there is a stage, it's usually a little six-inch platform off of the dance floor. (laughs) I've played them all. Anyway, moving on from there, we're coming back to Salt Lake. We're moving a little north from Phoenix and coming back home. And... Who should be releasing a great fucking EP as part of the uh, death metal revival in Salt Lake but Recidivist? Oh, these guys, this is death metal for hardcore kids. They are, they released their EP, Caverns of the Dead. Yeah, sweet, sweet Utah death metal. It's slamming as fucking hard as it can. It's, like I said, death metal for the hardcore kids. Uh, Yeah, enough slow slamming riffs to get those kicks spinning and getting that floor fucking punched. Putting its place <laughs> or making it sure it's in this space. Uh, and yeah, Caverns of the Dead, it's an allotment of uh, all the styles of death metal contemporaries, such as uh, Gatekeeper, Fro- uh, Gate Creeper, my bad, Frozen Soul, Undeath, Creeping Death, and they're all sucking from the teat of Obituary. <laughs> yeah, we know where you're coming from, and why not? Obituary is a great fucking band, and they also have new shit out, and they're touring, and I'm gonna miss them because I'll be in Vegas. Fuck.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: but moving on, uh, Caverns of the Dead. It's a four-song EP, including their self-titled intro. as in its recidivist intro. And it's full of atmospheric, dreary songs with enough double bass and enough tremolo riffs and enough of the, uh, the uh, just the, the, what do you call those? Monoliths that are just toppling down. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear it uh, from the... Yeah, from the song Tomb of Torment, it hits all the angles with its ominous opening and plenty of chromatic leads filling the gaps in between and those aforementioned crashing riffs. And Zach Williams, uh, the singer, his guttural vocals, his growls just fill the fucking room. Or the tomb, if you will. Or at this point, <laughs> I guess the fucking cavern. It's a it's a tomb in a cavern. And who should be occupying that tomb but Zach himself? So... Yeah, let's get into it. Here is Tomb of Fucking Torment. That's about everything I want in a death metal song. So good on you, recidivist. I'm fucking stoked for you guys. Uh, My only gripe with this record is, uh, well, it is a demo and it still has its growing pains visible, mostly in terms of production and mixing. But even on that front, it still came off pretty uh, clear and concise. There's just a, just little things, just little fucking things (laughs) that I noticed, but they don't dissuade me from listening. That's, that's me. Uh, Other people may think different, but and also, judging by their latest single, uh, "Cryptic Nightmare," those shortcomings are being corrected. So yeah, they're still they're still working on shit, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you got in the future, boys. Good on you. Keep it fucking uh, keep fucking slamming. <laughs> anyway, uh, going on from there. Uh, We're going to a not death metal track. In fact, we're going to a rather uh, melodic slash uh, post-hardcore type song from our boys from Delaware, Foreign Hands. And their new EP, uh, Fleed, Bleed the Dream. Flee the dream. Flee the dream. (laughs) Get there and then flee it. Yeah, some days, uh, yeah, some nights, I really want to flee some dreams. Except for the one (laughs) last night. I was like, no, 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 I want to keep it going. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Then I wake up. Oh, wait, now I, no, that didn't really happen. Fuck, I can't go back and resolve the issue and see it through, or whatever. <laughs> Any, anyway, I'm not going to recite my dream journal here. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Foreign Hands, they've been a band since uh, 2016, and they released their first uh, EP, no, Funeral for the Spirit. And then they released the, well, in 2017, the Fall EP. And following that, the Summer 18 promo in 2018. <laughs> And then they did a split with uh, Cast and Blood in 2019, released a few singles here and there, and that brings us to Bleed the Dream, released uh, last February. And yeah, it's got plenty of chunky fucking breakdowns, offsetting the stringy stringy intonated leads, and it plays to the strengths of 2000's melodic hardcore and post-hardcore, like I said. Uh, Sort of think of Converge meets Modern Life is War and Had a Baby. That's what I get from Foreign Hands. And, and yeah, pretty much every song on here was a banger in its own right. Separation Souvenir has a lot of bashing and screaming, but evens it out a bit with more soaring, melodic passages. Cardiac Winter feels more like a hardcore song in the beginning with its breakneck rhythms, and its call-and-repeat lyrics that turns face to more somber fields, but then, boom, breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hesitation Marks, this was uh, going to be my initial choice as... Well, it is short, and it slams all over the place. It's lyrics about physical and self-inflicted harm from intrusive thoughts, and its music is representative of a mind in a chaotic state. In other words, it's all over the fucking place, but it's like controlled chaos. Hence the little uh, references to Converge. But the song that I'm going with is the closer, also the title track. And it just screams the dishevelment felt in a toxic relationship. It follows the formula of a crushing verse and a soothing chorus, but does wrap around to a slam-happy breakdown. You know, because would this even be hardcore if it was just melodic? No, you gotta play to both fields. (laughs) And, but that's the beauty of it all. So, yeah, let's get into this. Foreign Hands, Bleed the Dream from Bleed the Dream. You don't want to flee from this dream. <laughs> Right. Beautiful, beautiful chaos. <laughs> yep, that's four in hands. They're keeping that same two uh, thousands or uh, sort of mid aught style of hardcore and post-hardcore alive. Just uh, walking that fine line of being completely heavy or completely uh, melodic. Just as the same thing with their uh, chaotic sound is like you want to be well put together or do you want to have some uh, do you want to have some flaws showing? And yep, they're working both ends. Good job, fellas. <laughs> Moving on from there, coming back to Salt Lake. And we're going to be here for a minute as uh, (laughs) both of uh, uh, the next two releases that I will be uh, shedding light on are from Salt Lake. The first of which is coming from our lovely, lovely friends, the fucking juggernaut of Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, straight edge, hardcore since 2017. (laughs) Fucking Mandalore. (laughs) Yep. Formerly known as Satan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> which uh, if you didn't know uh if you didn't listen to the interview we did with them uh last year like pretty much exactly a year ago it was back in uh yeah yeah back in february Yeah, the end of February, beginning of March. It was right before they were going on tour. It was the last studio, which was my old basement. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, and now we're in the new basement Yeah. currently. Currently. Because the actual... This is the substitute studio for the actual studio that is still getting built. Anyway. (laughs) So, yeah, hence the fact that we don't have a lot of reverb going on here. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, Mandalore, last year they released Weapon of the Enemy. And... Oh yeah, I was going on about the uh, Satan thing. They said in the interview, uh, Conrad, their singer, he always had this idea of like wanting to start a band called Satan, strictly for the reason to play, uh, to play six shows, play six songs, and have the shows be uh, starting at six every day, or have them. No, it was have them all be six (laughs) dollars. Right? Yeah, six, six, six. And Bandalore just happened to be the vessel for that little pipe dream, but it just kept going under the uh, current name. So Satan is more or less the dead name, <laughs> but we still love to poke fun at him, uh, poke fun of him, uh, at him, of that. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Fucking little prepositions, <laughs> stupid words all mixed together. English sucks. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I went back to that interview for uh, uh, for referential purposes and. I forgot how fucking funny <laughs> that was. <laughs> <laughs> Just all the talks and all the all the tangents of going off on on the Star Wars purity and uh, if Tom Bombadil was actually a. Uh, centripetal figure in the Lord of the Rings novels, despite not showing up in the movies, or maybe he did show up in the movies. I don't fucking know. Go ask Conrad, go ask Mike, go ask Andrew, go ask uh, Tucker. They'll know the answer. I guarantee it. They have a whole band that functions around this. Oh God. Yeah. It's uh anyway, they released weapon of the enemy last year. It's their third official release. Oh, they even got into that as well. It's like Mike said, if it's something that you could buy off the table, it counts as an official release. So the demo doesn't count. (laughs) But Conrad still says the live album doesn't count. It's like, okay. You see, bad drama. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they had, yeah, their first official release was, it was made by those who were dead. Yeah, that's a Lord of the Rings reference. That was in 2018. And then they released six thousand spears in 2020, and they had their aforementioned demo and live album, which apparently don't count. And if you wield your enemy's sword, it makes you just as bad as them. That's basically what the what the intro is to Oddfellows Rest, and that's gonna be the first song that we will play. I don't know if that's a reference to Lord of the Rings. I could guarantee, I can't guarantee that it was like a little uh, a sound clip from a speech that. I don't know Elron or Aragon or or Ron Ron Jeremy was <laughs> was saying in the film, but uh, I don't know. The fact is uh, Oddfellas Rest has a chunky opening bass line with and a catchy repetition in the chorus. It's like it's what you need in a hardcore song, even though the fact it's still ripping off uh, Black Flag a little bit. Gimme, 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 gimme something more. You know, gimme, 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 I need some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing your shit there. <laughs> but it is of such a nature that you forget the fact that it is, in fact, referencing Lord of the Rings. So, yeah, let's get into some odd fellas rest. You're going to be doing anything but resting on this one. It's One of the longer songs that Mandalore wrote. <laughs> I remember when Mandalore was uh, really starting out, and I was talking with Conrad on, the, uh, on how he would be such a dick when it came to the structure of the songs. He would be like, if it's going above two minutes, and if it's touching three minutes, no, 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 we're, you got to cut it down. <laughs> Much to Mike's dismay, he's like, come on, man, can you be less <laughs> of a bitch? And Conrad's just, no. But Mike did get his way a little bit in this album, and it came in the form of their AFI cover. That's one of the two covers they have on here, the other one being of The Clash's Rock the Casbah. Now, both of these uh, took me as a surprise, because The Clash, one of Conrad's most favorite bands, I could see them doing a Clash cover, or wanting to cover The Clash, but I could never see it happening. And Because you heard Mandalore, and... Yeah. for them to cover the clash is sort of a that's really bizarre but they did it they did rock the casbah and it's a little weird i'm not gonna lie it doesn't uh, sit that well with me it's just i don't know it's just a little off yeah no disrespect you guys did a good job but Uh, I still think uh, Kill Caustic" is better. (laughs) Kill Caustic" is the AFI song. And this was a surprise to me because I know they love AFI, but this is from December Underground AFI. This was the turning point for me in terms of liking the band. You know, I loved all their old school 90s uh, hardcore punk stuff. I loved their little turn into a softer skate punk style in the early 2000s and then went full on like sort of pop punk in... Uh, with Sing the Sorrow, and they kept that same uh, trajectory in December Underground. That's the one with Miss Murder on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that song is, uh, it's, it's it's still okay. I have a lot of fun with it. Whereas in Sing the Sorrow, I cannot stand Girls Not Grey. I know it's one of their biggest fucking hits, and that's why I am so annoyed by it, because <laughs> it's so lame. Just... Uh, I digress. The, the fact was that they chose a song from December Underground. I'm like, that is really bizarre, but uh, yeah, Mike spoke of playing a cover song as a cover in the interview, and yeah, where does this fall? Well, they make it their own. The big difference is uh, between uh, uh, the size of the guitar sound. It's a lot more presence and biting than that of the original. You know, the original, it's like the riff is there, but it's just so, like, downplayed, you know. And I guess it's given uh, way more to, uh, more to Davey's vocals, which are really great. They're great vocals. And, yeah, I did not expect Conrad to have those types of pipes on him. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I actually reached out to Mike, uh, sort of half-jokingly. I'm like, who did the vocals on Kill Cossack, the clean vocals? Was that you, or was that Conrad flexing a hidden talent? (laughs) He's like, oh, he wishes. No, it was me. (laughs) Uh, And Mike, fucking great voice, man. You got some good pipes. Yeah, really does a good job of not only emanating uh, uh, Davy Havoc's um, vocals, but... Again, making it his own. This whole song is their own, and that's why it's on here. It may be a cover, but come on. You can see this being a Mandalore song. Well, minus the clean vocals, but you can still see it. So here we are, Kill Caustic. Kill Caustic. Once again, another song to add to the list of, well, another cover song to add to the list of those where I prefer above the original. Nice. Yep. Good job, guys. Wait to be Mandalore. Yeah. God damn it, Mandalore. You fucking kill it again. <laughs> and, uh, yep. They're just as good on the album as they are live. Okay, no, they're better live, but their albums are just as good. Well, actually, though, they don't have an album, they just have EPs. Will they ever get an album? I don't know. Do they have the attention span for that? <laughs> uh, I don't know, and honestly, I don't care cuz what we have is uh, more than enough at this point until I actually start wanting more. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from there, like I said we're staying in Salt Lake for a minute. We're going to move over to a different side of the musical spectrum. This is the only non-metal punk hardcore whatever uh, you want to whatever you want to label this as s- release that is on my list and that is coming from the lovely talented and just amazing v- amazingly voiced Courtney Lane with Lane and the Chain. They have their first EP out and you know it's on this list. What else do I have to say? Oh, this is what I have to say. She is an accomplished pianist and a singer who is bringing her skills to Who's bringing her skills to head in the group The Chain with her soothing, soulful voice and ivory tickling fingers? We get a composite of jazz, soul, and rock, of which each element is enhanced in certain tracks to further exemplify their sonic gamut. Uh, like "Rain," it sounds like a it sounds like a lounge music feel. It's it's layered with vocal tracks that are reminiscent of the Supremes as well. So very soulful in a way, but just that smooth jazz. And But then you got songs like Garbage Day. It's more jumpy and lively, and Lane is just dancing around those fucking keys, and her vocals are given an antsy sense of urgency. And I reached out to her asking, like, uh, hey, what does this song mean? And she's told me she wrote this song after being two months of being on lockdown in 2020. And the lyrics are about seeing people out on the street, but no one is having fun. Everyone's just, like, rushing to get back to their homes out of fear that they're going to contract a virus. And... The lyrics read as like 100 days and 100 nights being stuck in the house, but today is garbage day, so why don't you take me out? <laughs> I know it sounds very very self deprecating in that sense. I even asked her it's like, why do you refer to yourself as garbage? It's like, no, it's just a it's just a metaphor. It's like everyone takes the garbage out. It's like, well, why can't I go out? I'm more important than garbage, <laughs> you know. Except maybe I feel like it being fucking cooped up and isolated, and yeah, it sucked. It fucking sucked. Fuck that year for more reasons than one anyway i'm happy that we at least got a very uh well happy sort of jovial jumpy song despite the circumstances this is my favorite one on this record so yep it's garbage day let's take it out I'm not I'll say outright I am not in touch with the contemporary scene of soul music like I d- I just don't pay attention to it especially let alone that in uh, Salt Lake if even there is one I'm I'm sure there is but uh, this because is Because you're
1: not in touch with it you wouldn't know. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, but if it's anything like this then I'm sure it's as I'm sure it's as awesome. <laughs> but this was the only this is the only artist Courtney who who bled into the hardcore scene because she is a sort of hardcore metalhead. Like, when I first saw her live, she's wearing a Power Trip shirt, and she's just got these these vocals emanating off of her uh, larynx and just, uh, like I said, tickling them ivories. I'm like, damn, all right, we got a contender around here. <laughs> yeah, she's still writing music, uh, doing more stuff on the guitar as of late, and, yeah, she's keeping herself busy. I mean... Why else? <laughs> we just go fucking crazy. Anyway, the second song I wanted to play is uh, a bit of a different, a different feel. It's Y N A four H. I will get to the meaning of that acronym in just a minute. It's it's the slowest and dreariest song on here, and for good reason. This is the my initial reason for uh, uh, reaching out to Courtney because uh, I was like, what is the what does the song stand for? And it stands for. You never asked for help. like, okay. Do I ask why? And she said she wrote it about a relationship she claims to have been the only healthy and happy one she had because neither of... uh, But it went to shit because neither of them expressed their individual issues. Gotcha. So, yeah, hence the title. Now, the music itself, it just has a slow, almost doom metal beat with weird psychedelic overtones. It reminds me of uh, Nine Inch Nails' Hurt. Uh, yeah, from the keys and the featured guitar. It's just got, uh, yeah, it's just that slow, dreary, yeah, that, that approach to it. And, and of course, their, uh, uh, their guitarist, Lindsay, she is, uh, I mean, you heard her doing the swingy jazz type, of, type beat in the previous track. And it's, that's throughout the culmination, uh, most of the culmination of this record, but she does slow it down to a bit more of a rock beat, sort of Black Sabbath style, because, you know, Bill Ward, he was a jazz-trained drummer, and you see that carry over into uh, Black Sabbath's uh, rather, you know, doom metal landscape. So that's what this is. It's really more of a psychedelic soulful uh, Black Sabbath song. <laughs> it's just really really weird, but they make it work. God damn, they make it work. So here we are. You never asked for help. Yeah, really, if those uh, if those little uh, keys that you're hearing in the end, the wow, 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 boom, 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 if that was a guitar, this would be a doom metal song. <laughs> but it's not. They're, they don't even have a guitar in this band. The guitar is the piano. Sort of like an old school rock and roll fashion where the, where the piano was the, the centripetal instrument before Chuck Berry came along and made it all about the guitar, man. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Chuck. Now, it, <laughs> whatever <laughs> i can't even find a complaint <laughs> just uh, the thing the thing was all those elements culminating in just that one song i mean it's this it's a stark contrast to what we had from uh uh from garbage day and pretty much the rest of that ep and yeah if they just keep going in this uh in this line i'm gonna be onto something incredibly <sighs> Amazing. <laughs> I mean, I'm already amazed. I'm, I'm excited to see what else is there. Uh, like I said, she is still keeping busy. Um, not so much with the chain as much as she is with uh, Sunfish, which is really more of a rock and a psych rock band. Okay. Yeah, which is also very good. I'm not going to lie. But uh, the chain is something uh, I hold in higher regard. <laughs> uh, that's just me. No disrespect to Sunfish. Because <laughs> Sunfish is cool, like I just said. Uh, and on top of that she's also been busy being posted up in grad school or she was oh good for her. yeah she was part of the same graduating class as my sister well, yeah. that's cool i yeah. went to yeah i went to my sister's ceremony where she was walking to accept her uh, diploma uh, her diploma her degree <laughs> this is in high school and then i hear uh courtney's name being called i'm like oh holy shit okay <laughs> so yeah smart lady wonderful person wonderful musician singer just uh Keep keep doing what you're doing, Courtney. You're right. a treasure. <laughs> okay, moving on. We're going, ba- now we're going back to a familiar territory with my number four pick, Bazooka Tooth. Yeah, Bazooka Tooth. I talked about these guys uh, uh, so at some point last year. Like uh, it was in the same basement. I remember that uh, about their EP that was released last. Uh, I don't remember what month it came out. Eh, whatever the EP is called, Kingdom of Pain and these guys are raining from Nashville July 1st July 1st there we go yeah Nashville weren't we talking about a band from Nashville not too long ago on the last episode yeah exactly it was orthodox <laughs> <laughs> but these guys are nothing like orthodox well in some in some ways early orthodox sure uh, anyway from then uh, after their uh, after they initiated the band, they released a self-titled EP in 2018, and then they released another one, simulate in 2020. Actually, I think that was an LP. I don't, I don't exactly remember. Uh, and yeah, let's talk about the name, Bazooka Tooth. Uh, according to Urban Dictionary, there are three different definitions. One is just a teenager with braces. Two, it's referencing an image one, per, uh, one portrays when having a joint hanging from their mouth. and three it's when referring to the world going to shit as it were there's a god how did they put it like uh yeah the four horsemen cometh like a fucking bazooka tooth or (laughs) some shit like that they had a quote to go with it. (laughs) so yeah i don't i don't know which one is which i wager to say that it's the final definition that i just mentioned because it's a hardcore metal-style band, and of course, they love talking about the world going to shit, and they do so with the the two tracks that I have uh, mentioned here, the first of which being Death Blow. I played this on the, on the episode I w- where I was initially unveiling them, and it's a classic hardcore setup, chanting lyrics to pull in the listener, fast verses with alternating vocals between uh, Ben and Audra, uh, lyrics calling out the oil tico- tycoons for ravaging the earth for the sake of capital leverage and reviving the chant in the beginning, switching the words to change the meaning and devolving to a primitive breakdown. That about sums it up. So, yeah, don't believe me? Let's listen to fucking Death Blow. A, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, again, further, uh, further emphasizing what I said that bazooka tooth means that third definition that the world is going to shit. Well, guys, <laughs> I gotta correct you. The world isn't going to shit. It's going further into shit. <laughs> people. Oh God, uh, we'll we'll get a. Very <laughs> we will get into that with our <laughs> next official episode with the Social Stigma. God, do they have a lot to say. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, lordy lord. All right. Uh, but moving on from there, the other track that I had to choose out was the title track itself. It can, cont- As it continues to defame the powers that be outside of said oil tycoons, but yeah, they're a fucking, uh, you yeah, know, they hold a monopoly on a lot of people's livelihoods. You know, right. because we need it to fucking move. Yeah. We also need olive oil, you know. Just great. It's, it's great for cooking, man. It's better than butter. <laughs> better than butter. <laughs> I like how that sounds. Uh, but yeah, there are multiple people up there that are just, uh, you know, billionaires, multi-billionaires, near-trillionaires who just don't give a shit about us. True. Yep. Yeah. So it's uh, aiming out those. It's. Uh, Sort of a defamation of uh, all those people on the broad scale. Not aimed towards anyone specific, but it's more diving into their overall mentality of achieving supremacy and asking rhetorically, as it were, what their plan is after they have successfully divided and conquered all of their enemies. It's like, yeah, where do you go from there? Well, at that point, you just got to turn and face the mirror and just aim that gun towards your head. you are all that is left to conquer you motherfuckers anyway this is Kingdom of Pain Bazooka Tooth, you done so well. you done good, kids. <laughs> and also, i got to say, fucking uh, power couple. Because, <laughs> I mean, uh, both uh, Ben and Audra, who uh, started the band, uh, they are now, or at least from what I've seen, are engaged. I don't know if they are uh, offic- have officially tied that knot, but, hey, I hope that that works out for you guys, because, if anything, that would just... Uh, you breaking up would deprive us of a fucking awesome band. So, uh... Make it work, people. (laughs) Bazooka Tooth is great. Love that album. Uh, I'm sorry, not album. EP. Uh, Hopefully an album is in the works. I always hope. I always hope. But we'll be getting to LPs uh, somewhat momentarily. I got three more songs, uh, three more songs, three more releases, six more songs to talk about. And we will be continuing that with the newest from Powerhouse, OBC, as in Oakland Bay Hardcore. Oh yeah, me and uh, me and Dustin. We uh, talked to uh, Chris, the pretty much lone surviving, uh, as close to an OG member of Powerhouse as you can get. <laughs> he was—I uh, don't think he was the original vocalist. I think he came in a bit later, like at least after the initial and uh, in, after the inception of Powerhouse. Right. That, I think he's... it was most of the
1: original members, just Ernie. Obviously, Ernie passed away, and yeah. they got Casey filling in for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's. That sounds about right. I went back and listened to the interview, and it still was kind of, uh, still kind of fuzzy on that. Okay, yeah. But the fact was, he was there throughout the salad days, through all of their, uh, uh, through the release of No Regrets in 1997, and then Pandemonium in 2000. And they went on that indefinite hiatus after the passing of their original bassist and founding member Ernie Cortez, and that was in 2004. Um, and they reformed in 2022 after much insistence from uh, their current drummer Walter, and it was also an ode to a tribute of <clears throat> uh, for Ernie, uh, just to sort of remind everyone that he was a larger than life figure and was by way of the band <clears throat> by way of the band he started. And yeah, it took him a little uh, convincing. He's like, "Okay, fine," just he just couldn't in. In a good mindset, continue on the band that really the lifeblood was Ernie, right? <laughs> and yeah, and I understand that. You know, some people have it in them. Some people just it takes a little wh- it takes a little while for them to get going. And the latter is what was <clears throat> is what is exemplified here with Powerhouse. Anyway, they indicted uh, Casey Watson as the new bassist from Old Firm Casuals, and he even got Lars to produce their new EP, Renegades. Yeah, the Lars is, if you're not familiar, Frederickson, (laughs) who has been in uh, multiple bands. But most notably, Old Firm Casuals and Rancid and The Bastards, and yeah, he's a jack-of-all-trades, that man, despite the fact that he claimed to be a skinhead after he made a fortune. Still, so, so weird. You're not working class anymore. You're living comfortably. <laughs> anyway, that's a different argument for a different day. At least he's still paying his dues. He's giving back to the community. So let's. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the EP. The first song I want to talk about is the first song. It's been a minute. Quite a fitting title. I will always. I will always say that. Right. And Chris says it's his sort of a uh, apology slash explanation as to why everyone had to wait so long for him to come around and bring back powerhouse and it's lively it's fucking awesome so yeah it's been a minute let's make it a second feels better (laughs) i'm sure that was the that was the reaction from a lot of old school uh powerhouse fans it's like they're back baby (laughs) so yeah i had to i had to choose that one it's uh uh, there's not a lot of songs to choose from from that ep only the uh, the six i believe right yeah six of them yeah the six and I was torn between choosing that one and The Resistance, but I lean towards the, you know, it's been a minute because I played The Resistance already. And although it is a, more of a favorite song of mine as opposed to it's been a minute, it I had to I had to even it out somehow, but I will talk about The Resistance as you know I think it's a I think it's got a great message it It is about how people get so entranced in media and are so easily brainwashed to think that their side is always right and this it urges listeners to enact on critical thinking and how taking sides just stagnates our social evolution
1: right and I remember in the interview him pointing out he was not speaking about like one specific side of any politics, just mm-hmm. generally
0: speaking. People need to do that. Yeah, it's like it's not. It's not about the group. It's about the individual. Where do you stand? You know, forget the group, man. Where do you stand on everything? Right. You know, how much of a personality do you have? How much of your opinion is your own? How much? How much of that is going to be uh, conflated? I don't know. That's a. Uh, but that's why we call it evolution. <laughs> Just time will tell. But. Moving on from there, I had to choose my absolute favorite song on this EP, and it is the title track. I mean, I just love how it calls out renegades at the very end. It's just so great. It's just, you know, and it's got a great message. The people who you keep close to you, who you call friends, who you call family, and who you believe will have your back when the shit hits the fan. And the shit has hit the fan for me many times in my life, and I'm sure it's going to hit many more, depending on how long (laughs) I... Am determined to be alive, <laughs> so it's a uh, it can uh, it can span across anybody's livelihoods. I know last year a lot of shit hit the fan for me, and I'm still uh, still trying to clean myself off. <laughs> 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 so yeah, Renegades, it really uh, it really spoke to me. So thank you, Powerhouse, for uh, for coming back for being a band I didn't know that I was going to love and. Well, I should be thanking me for putting you on my list because <laughs> I did it. <laughs> but thank you for creating an EP so fucking, so fucking hard and so fucking relatable that I felt the need to have it on my list. And so high up, by the way. So, yeah, here we are, Renegades. Renegades. <laughs> Renegades, almost thirty years, and it feels like they hadn't aged a day. Actually, it has been thirty years. When did it say that they formed ninety-two? Uh, something like that. Let me let me see. It's pretty early those. on. Yeah, ninety-two. So over twenty years, you know, which uh, about half of which were in, you know, limbo. <laughs> <laughs> but they're back, and I'm I'm stoked. It doesn't sound like they aged a damn day. So. Yeah, let's move on from there. Who could I uphold higher than that, at least in the hardcore standpoint? But the final entry in my list can in the scope of local releases. Who had the best local release, in my opinion? It was Spent. Spent. Goddamn, I love Spent. <laughs> <laughs> spent is just a, oh, man, I saw them at their first show when uh, uh, it was during the, oh, God, what was it? It was a benefit show for something. I don't remember, but I know that Hate Five Six was there, and you know, getting all the all these bands' first live shows on video because they were joined by Run Into The Sun, and and those were their very very first shows, and yeah, what a way to be immortalized, right? Right. <laughs> and one thing that really stuck out to me about Spent in their first show they covered none other than fat lip by sum 41 <laughs> and of course all the hardcore kids who we knew were once pop punk fans just jumped up and were like all singing the damn song except for me because i never got into sum 41 and i never really learned the lyrics to <laughs> <laughs> uh uh, too fat lip except come another the casualty of society <laughs> fun, fun song a really fun song it's got such a fun groove to it and that uh, they're just like spitting bars like it's a rap song it's fun uh, so it was funny to see that happen anyway spent yeah there's salt lake straight edge hardcore established in uh 19 oh they wish 2021 <laughs> For, and its first This is their first release, to be written, and it cultivates plenty of influence from old and new school hardcore, as well as a bit of thrash. For example, the title track, which is the first song that we play, we will be playing here. It starts off with a nice ominous bassline and feedback from the amps before melting into a slamming flurry of riffs. It gets settled with a classic thrash acceleration, accompanied by Ryan's yelling about stomping out those who run their mouths and display themselves with uncensored arrogance. And there's a guitar solo too. <laughs> so if that doesn't uh, if that doesn't catch your attention, well. Tough shit, we're playing it anyway. Let's go. <laughs> Plenty of uh, plenty of straight edge hardcore and a bit of nods to uh, Power Trip as it as it goes. <laughs> so yeah, spent is spent is awesome, just bare bones fucking hardcore. Anyway, moving on from there, there was a few. Uh, yeah, this EP is fucking flawless. I I was hard pressed to figure out which songs were better than better than the others. For example, instilled. It starts fairly slow with nice little column repeat lyrics. Instilled and stalled, and stalled over time! And it even rounds back to it in the end. And then Capital Punishment is, it holds a groove as Ryan sort of speaks, sings as if he were spectating a public execution. (laughs) I see you, you won't see me at the public execution! (laughs) Yeah, live, that is quite a feat to be seen. Uh, But the song that I had to go with is Death Grip. That has a nice little build-up in the middle, and what can I say? God damn, what a killer. <laughs> it's got a, a sinister opening riff, uh, so subtle and infectious. And uh, the buildup to the breakdown is a deal breaker for me. This is what made me say like, yep, this is the best song. Uh, Particularly the lyrics. You still have grip on the ones I love, but I'll pry your fingers till it's enough. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think I've built it up enough. Here is Death Grip. I'm going to be seeing them tonight. Well, at the at the date of recording this interview, I'll be seeing them. Though they will be playing or have played Snuff Tapes EP release show, and I will be going or have been going crazy. (laughs) Yeah, but more on that uh, next week when we talk about the live shows we uh, we went to. Uh, Okay, and that brings us to the end of our list. To reiterate, we had the EPs, the releases from. Portraits with amnesia, split image, torrent of illusion, foreign hands, plead the dream, conflict resolution, stillborn year, Mandalore, weapon of the enemy, recidivist, caverns of the dead, last responder, self-titled EP, lane in the chain, self-titled EP, bazooka dooth, kingdom of pain, powerhouse, renegades, spent to be written, and what should be sitting at the very top, fucking lord of chaos by killing joke. I don't really have any other reason other than it's the one I listen to the most, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's only four songs long, and this is their first EP since uh, since Pylon in 2015. And even what's even funnier is there are two tracks that were taken from Pylon, Big Buzz and Delete, that were uh, uh, given a sort of uh, makeover. Uh, Big Buzz, it got a... Uh, Yeah, it got a little bit more of an oomph, a little bit more of a bassy fuzz to you know to correlate with the title a bit more. Big buzz, (laughs) 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 so yeah, not so yeah. There's that one that's a little uh, obvious, but then the other song, "Delete," is just turned into a full-on dub. So no vocals whatsoever, and it's uh, and it goes on for a while. And I had to listen to "Delete" from Pylon again, and I was like. Damn, he could have fucking fooled me. It certainly didn't sound like it from the get go, but after after a few listens, I'm like, okay, now I'm not, now I'm starting to get it. So yeah, those were pretty interesting. But the first song I'm gonna get into is "Total." That has a classic Killing Joke sound. It's a little soothing. Has got a jazz, uh, uh, God, why can't I remember his name? Coleman, yeah, Jazz Coleman's uh, soaring vocals, just uh, you know, just creating that late '80s uh sort of dark wave feel before they you know, before they really took it into uh, grimier territory, you know, with the industrial setting. Well, they've always kind of been that way, but this one is sort of the uh... uh, God, what is (laughs) that? The opposite. The opposite. I'm thinking of another word that begins with a C, and I don't remember. Uh, But yeah, it's a a beautiful-sounding song, so let's uh, just sort of ease our way into this one, because the other song I have is a bit more... it's a bit brutal. So... Here is Total. Total, but that's sort of an abbreviation for totalitarian. Because, I mean, the, the lyrics will say, they say stuff like this fast food junkies and sugar laced delights, fat is beauty and truth becomes a lie, bewildered of following savior to the one, merge into the one totalitarian. <laughs> so, so, yeah, the song may sound a bit soothing, but, you know, it does still have that eerie feel thanks to the, uh, uh, the backing sense. And and yeah, he's that's sort of like a, the light of killing joke. It's like it leads you in with this false sense of security, and then you listen to the lyrics. It's like, oh wait, these guys are very <laughs> these guys <laughs> are speaking about a bleak future. And yes, in some cases it may be. But let's uh, let's uh, cut the bullshit here. We're not gonna have you. Uh, j- we're not gonna have you uh, be led in with something that's uh, soothing, as it were. Let's talk about the title track. The title track just goes off. It just has those like uh, straight downpicking, uh, down-picking metal-laced uh, rhythms from the guitar. It's, uh, and according to uh, Jazz Coleman, is comparing this time of political unrest and overall social discomfort to the Cuban Missile Crisis, in how complex systems fail and AI now misreads the enemy's intentions.
1: Yeah, that's a <laughs> There
0: you go. And like I said, it follows more in a style of heavy industrial metal sound, like a uh, a I'd say it's a more closely related to Ministry than anything else. And it's got haunting reverberating vocals and a driving guitar and just bass riff. I love it. It'll just uh, get your head banging at a fucking killing joke. I mean, what more could, what more else could I say to sort of uh, set the mood? Well, I mean, As the chorus would suggest, flashpoints everywhere, and everybody's scared, complex systems failing, and the Lord of Chaos is in. would you say right <laughs> uh yeah i mean killing joke that release came as a surprise to me like i said this is their first release since 2015 and how i discovered it was i was sitting at the bar at aces high saloon and they had a uh, they have two tv monitors on opposite sides of the bar and it was uh pretty much after uh, last call and i was just sort of hanging around talking with the uh, uh, with the bartenders and and they put on a little uh, playlist on youtube and had it Over on the, uh, it was showing on the monitors. And it was uh, like an industrial playlist. And then Lord of Chaos comes on. And I'm watching this, uh, it was a lyric video. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. And I had no idea who it is. So I asked the bartender, I'm like, "Uh, who is this? She looks at her phone. Oh, it's Killing Joke. And she was also pretty surprised. I'm (laughs) like, this is Killing Joke? Holy shit, this is awesome. And then I looked up the song. I'm like, oh, this is new? Where have these guys been? Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> so I was excited. And I'm, I'm still excited about it. I've listened to this EP so many fucking times the last year. Uh, it's been uh, it's been over a year now. So there you go. Killing Joke, Lord of Chaos. And on the bigger note, there you go. That was my top 12 EPs that were released in 2022. And, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed what you heard. And, uh, well, here's to the next year. I've already got a few... Uh, EPs that I've heard that I'm going to be That I'm setting aside For the list of 2023 Anyway, that's all folks Until next time